On today's Locked On Texans podcast, the latest on the Texans injury report heading into Sunday's matchup versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And is the Texans no longer considered trap games for the NFL teams? Are they legit contenders right now? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 families and friends to this Friday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To our first-time listeners and viewers out there, thank you for stopping by. Make sure that you subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, and follow on Twitter, slash X, at Locked On Texans. To all of our returning listeners, hey, thank you guys for continuing to lend your ear as we continue to talk Texans here on the Locked On Texans podcast. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman, and of course, joining me as always, your insider, your credential media member, Sports Illustrator's own Cody Davis. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first-time deposit match up to $100. We're taking a swing over to the Locked On Texans YouTube page, looking at some of the comments, the banter, the comments, the back and forth, the energy throughout the week has been phenomenal, so we're taking a stop over there. How the Houston Texans should no longer be viewed as a trap game. Now, normally trap games are from teams that are under underperforming or didn't necessarily have real aspirations to make it to the playoffs, right? But with the Houston Texans sitting at 4-4 four and four with an opportunity to go over 500 this Sunday, this has been a tough team, and the games that they've lost, especially as of late, have been close games. Outside of the first game against Baltimore and the second game against Indy, the Houston Texans would have had an opportunity to sit at 6-2, and two, a combined loss of those games coming at six points. But, Cody, ahead of Sunday's matchup, <laughs> The, the conversation, the talk oh, of the town right now, guys, is centered around the amount of players, the amount of bodies that are on the Houston Texans injury report. When we talk about these injuries, man, let me just say this. Of course, like <clears throat> everybody, I'm hoping the Texans go to Cincinnati and get the dub, bring them to five and four, then we could really get going on this quote-unquote playoff push. However, John, like I mentioned on the crossover show yesterday, I do fear that the injuries that the Texans are dealing with, um, especially at key players, um, may have an opportunity to really hamper their chances of winning this game. This injury report is long, but I'm only going to focus on the guys who did not participate in practice on Thursday. You're looking at guys like Andrew Beck, Nico Collins, Steven Nelson, Damian Pierce, Henry T., and Jimmy Ward. Not only are you talking about depth at key positions, but you're also talking about the some of the most important players on this Houston Texans team. And John, once again, I look at this from a standpoint, especially when you look at the defensive backfield, and you might as well already go out there and say the loss of Jimmy Ward is definitely going to hamper this Houston Texans team in a week 10 contest. I'm scared, man. I'm scared. I understand, depending on whenever you guys hear this podcast, 
we will have another opportunity, one more day to go out there and see if any of these players are going to return to the field. However, when you take a look at a guy like Nico Collins, who was limited on Wednesday, but he did not participate in practice on Thursday, lets me know that his status for Sunday's game is definitely up in the air. So later on, following practice Thursday, had an opportunity to ask defensive coordinator Matt Burt, what goes into the decision with you and Coach D'Amico Ryan to see to determine which guys from the practice squad get called up. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's really more, I would say, in his realm. Um, obviously, he's, you know, involved in the defense where we kind of know where we need some bodies or where some soft spots are. But, you know, for me, I'm selfish, so it's always about defense, right? So where he has to see big picture because obviously offensively there's spots that need that may need help or call up. So I think that's more like really, um, you know, us as a defensive staff presenting like, hey, we need, we think we need sort of maybe help here or here, or we need another guy up if this doesn't happen. Uh, and then it's really that's a, a D'Amico and Nick conversation in terms of like roster construction and what we're going to do from, you know, IRs or practice squad call ups or where we need to plug those holes. I mean. Uh, I think it's more of just sort of like us presenting what our thoughts are. Like, hey, I think these would be the guys that would help us the most or would play the most in this game as we're looking at, at uh, as what we're trying to do game plan wise. And then that kind of goes to a big picture thing. I think if anything, this week is definitely going to be an opportunity for them to look at gameplay, the strategy. <clears throat> and the one thing I've been raving about this coaching staff, and you guys have heard it multiple times, I love how this coaching staff put players in position to succeed. Yes, I am concerned that a lot of these people, a lot of these players who did not participate Thursday may not suit up for the Texans Sunday. However, they do have some talent on the practice squad roster. And I really do believe that Sunday's game is going to be an opportunity for a guy like Adadeo and Jason Verrett to really go out there, get mm -hmm. called up from the practice squad and showcase what they can do on the field. But also when you take a look at the wide receiver court with Nico Collins, the possibility of you going to Cincinnati without him suiting up, I definitely believe that this is also an opportunity. And I know it seems like we call it every week, but an opportunity for John Mechie and or Xavier Hutchison to go out there and showcase what they can do and actually help fill the void. So, John, um, I think this can has, also has Verrett be... been practicing? How's Verrett? Has yeah. He's well, look, we only see them straight, so I can't tell you who he's locking up, who he's not locking up. However, the last time you and I been together, the one guy who did return to practice and you was already calling for his number, his name, Derek Stingley Jr. I'm still on the fence as to whether or not he suits up, but what I would say is, as of right now, what we've been told, he has been looking good out there. Of course, Coach D'Amico, Ryan's and them, they are going to take their time and having him come back. Um, The Texans haven't officially um got him off of IR, but they did open up the 21 practice day window. But once again, John, I think this game can be a situation like we saw last week where injuries can actually be a blessings in, in disguise because the one thing that you and I talk about, a lot of people talk about is when you look at the possibility of the Texans going on this quote unquote playoff push, do they have the depth to do so? Right. And when you take a look at these injuries and once again, like the guys that I just mentioned, rather they gets an opportunity to be elevated from the practice squad or they're already on a 53 man roster and the potential absence of player A can actually help player B and C get more opportunity, mm -hmm. they can 
definitely mm. put this team in a situation where you say, you know what? We got the bodies. We got the talent. Let's go out there and do it. I think right now for Houston, uh, the absences will, will really hurt. So, like, mm-hmm. right now in the NBA, you're seeing a lot of teams play, like, 14 guys, right? In the NBA, how much can you hold on the roster? 15? Yeah, it's you're like 15, a, but you suit up like 12. Yeah, you see, but you're seeing a lot of guys right now get some minutes in the NBA early on in the season. So, this was Houston against the Ravens or the Colts, even the Jags, the game that they won. I'll be okay with that. But I think the reality is right now Houston has a realistic chance to make a playoff push, mm. and they're going to need their best guys out there. So before I move forward, we're talking about the guys that the possibility that won't be playing. I do want to mention that John Mitchell was full at practice. That's good. Sheldon Rankins, who mm-hmm. has been out. You're looking oh, at some oh, Ridgeway oh, going Oh, by the out, way, so. speaking, of, speaking of Sheldon Rankins, you know, I, I talked to him all day. I said, how you feeling? He said, oh, it's full go. It's full go. I said, all right, man. Hassan Ridgeway, he's out for the year. So Sheldon Rankins is a big body at that D tackle position. Houston needs to get back. So him being a full go at practice after that knee injury, that's good news. Uh, Josh Jones, him being a full go at, at, at practice, I think that's good news as well. That could over, be possibly overlooked, excuse me, because of each week it seems like we're talking about an offensive lineman going down. And while I'm knocking on wood, literally right now, I don't want to see that happen. George Fan was also – a full go at practice. Now, where it gets concerning is, Cody, like you mentioned, the top guys, right? Mm. So, Nico Collins, who, by the way, averaging nearly 18 yards per catch on That's 34 catches. I, I think like 650 yards, 14 ease on 37 catches or something like that. I saw a graphic where they put his numbers next to Chase, not Jamar Chase's numbers, and Nico has been a big play receiver for this offense. So it's good to see him continue to make those strides to possibly get his first 1,000-yard season under his belt. But he's a top guy. As of right now, Derek Stingley was full go on Thursday. Hmm. But he's missed the last you know few games. He's been out since week two. The number one guy has been Steven Nelson. The last couple of days at practice, he's been out. He hasn't been practicing, right? You also want to look at Blake Cashman, a guy on Wednesday who didn't practice he was limited on thursday so you want to make sure a guy like blake cashman's out there he's been your top linebacker in a sense uh you also want to look at damian pierce the top running back with that ankle injury not too sure he's going to play but henry told to a guy with a concussion uh a guy who has been very good for houston defending the run not necessarily in the past but as a, a run run stuffer he didn't practice on thursday he also didn't he also was limited on wednesday so when you look at Houston, and of course, Jimmy Ward, I don't think he's going to play Sunday with that hamstring injury. The hamstring bug has been really hurting Houston this year. When you look at Houston and the issues that they have right now going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are catching their stride, it is a lot of the guys that from week one through week nine, now heading into week 10, those guys have been consistently making plays down, possibly your number one wide receiver. And I think this would have been a big game for Nico. So I'm hoping that he plays on Sunday. Down your top linebacker. John Grenard also was banged up. So overall, hopefully Friday is just a better day. Hmm. Hopefully Friday is a day where their bodies are a little bit better. They're able to go through some of those walkthroughs and can suit up on Sunday simply because it's a tough game. This is a oh. tough game. This this game, let me tell you why it's a tough game. You're playing arguably the second best 
quarterback in the NFL who is hot right now. He's coming off, I think, winning three of the last four games. Mm-hmm. And they still have Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd, even though we'll talk about how T. Higgins could possibly be out Sunday, which would be a big boost for Houston. And you're going into this game possibly without Steven Nelson, who's been playing good football for you. And if you don't have Derek Singley and or Steven Nelson, now you're looking at a situation where I think Houston did not want to find themselves in having out to play Shaq Griffin a little bit more. Well, he's been playing a lot more, but now he's probably covering your number one receiver. Right, and who's going to be able to kind of step in and fill the void of the void? Huh. Now, no, 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 Stingley and no Nelson. Who's the next two guys up? You know, Tavier Thomas can do a very good job at that slot position. And I think a couple of years ago, the uh, opportunities he got an outside, which were limited, he played decent there. But this is a whole different beast when you go up against Joe Burrow led offense. Hopefully, these guys on the injury list can bounce back, have a better Friday to prepare for Sunday because Houston is going to need it. If Houston goes into this game and pulls it off, you're looking at a totally different scenario for Houston throughout the rest of the season. And this game could be the game that can continue to propel them forward to a possible playoff push. It's kind of the reason why you wanted to see Houston win those games against Carolina and Atlanta. (laughs) But what I will say is this, man. um, I'm not – Expecting to see Steven Elson on Sunday. However, I am excited to finally see Jason Verrett. Um, John, you talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, this week, this week, this week, this is a guy. I think he had his Pro Bowl year in 2015, 2016, and he would have been a very solid cornerback in this league if not for injuries. So yeah, you had an opportunity knowing to that to, you. Uh, Coach Ryan's about there early in the year. Yep, so sure did. Go check out Cody's um, Sports Illustrated article. And then articles, which is what I pulled from, he talked about how good he is in man coverage. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you got a cornerback out there that can really hold their man down and, and their man coverage, that does allow you to do a little different things defensively in terms of scheming up certain blitzes, stunts from your deep tackles, which is something that I think a lot of people have been wanting to see more of from Houston just how different ways they can generate and create that pressure. And if you got a guy like Jason Verrett who can play somewhat to his abilities, you're looking at a different scenario, which is why I think because of Stingley not being out there, you're looking at a different scenario and why Houston hasn't been able to or not choosing to dial up as many different ways of pressure to get after the quarterback in terms of scheming up blisses and things like that. So, I honestly, I can't wait to see a possibility with Stingley and Verrett healthy on the mm. field at the same time because I think that'll be something to see in terms of your linebackers being able to shoot different gaps because of the trust behind them. But no Jimmy Ward, uh, that's also going to be tough to overcome, man. Before we move forward and talk about how the Houston Texans have now gained some respect around the league, which is kind of crazy. Seeing ESPN and seeing Fox Sports conversation around them is just a little bit different. We definitely got to look at how Prospects, which is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, it's out there kind of changing lives, man. I love Prospects. I've been making some money on Prospects, and it's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. I ain't playing against nobody else. I ain't playing against Cody. I'm not playing against you guys as listeners. It's just me against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, I pick the more or less 
on two to six player stat projections. And then I'll just sit back and watch the winnings roll in. Will Christian McCaffrey rush for more than 75 yards? Will Patrick Mahomes throw for more than two passing touchdowns? If you believe so, you pick the more or less on that. And again, watch the winnings roll in. In prospects even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Uh, you want to play alongside some of Prospects' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Soaps. You can now find community plays, which is something that I enjoy a lot, actually, under the promo tab or of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community community each week. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepix.com or right here on your phone, just download the PrizePix app. Create an account, use promo code locked on NFL for a first time deposit match up to $100. We spend a lot of time talking together, right? We get fired up on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, and I'm thankful for that connection that we have. Today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one year supply on ED medications. Do you guys realize what that means? Bring on extended travel, bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issues. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or any of those prescriptions. And this is possible because our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. Remember to use promo code Locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had to say this about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues has caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secured now. Prices are lower than lo- lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everybody. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medications. Go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Hey, Coach, um, I'm, I'm just curious to know why not Cam Johnson keep Totally understand that. There's probably a lot of people, you know, as a head scratcher for a lot of people. Um, you know, so Cam's Australian. So all those pro kick Australia guys that um, Chappie uh, does an incredible job with them and bringing them over and placing them essentially in colleges around the country. And you can see it's it's almost like an infiltration into college football. Uh, he does an incredible job. If you guys have any know anything about pro kick Australia, brings them around the USA, does some kicking showcases, but they just grow up um, playing that Australian. It's like rugby playing Australian rules football and never swiping off the ground. It's an, it's not a soccer player, so they've never hit anything off the ground before. It's a totally different leg path and leg swing. Um, so just, and then the fact that we did have a guy who has soccer playing experience and the ability to kick a ball, um, 
you'd rather work with that same operation of Cam holding and then Dare kicking. So um, every team's different. You know, if you look at the the Bucks, their punter Camarda also kicks off for them. So I'm assuming I'm not to speak for them or any other team, but I'm assuming those guys would be the next kicker if that were to happen to them. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked On Texans. I have to ask special teams coordinator Frank Ross, why not let Cam Johnston kick the field goal? Because look, as much as we all love Darius Agumbawale's 29-yard field goal, by the way, I think he was robbed of winning AFC special team team play of the week. Um, But after we saw Dare go out there on the field, uh, go out there on the field and kick the field goal, John, I'm sitting up inside NRG Stadium. You know, he makes the field goal. Everybody go, oh, you know, they they celebrating in the press box. We all like, oh, okay, you know, we taking notes. And I couldn't help but wonder why not Cam Johnston. And I just could not wait to ask Coach that question. And as you guys just heard the the the, the explanation, and I know I'm not the only one who thought that. Well, you know what? If Darray doesn't go out there and perform as a uh, kickoff guy and kick that field goal, maybe the Houston Texans don't win that game. Yeah, I know, right? Can't you can't write their script any better than that? That's why he was wrong. Do want to talk about how you know we're going to look at how this game should no longer be viewed as a trap game for opposing teams when they play the Houston Texans? But throughout the week, the discourse has been centered around a lot of things. Should CJ Stroud be MVP? Which is a great conversation. you know, how the Houston Texans are now viewed differently. And I think one of my favorite conversations that I'm seeing right now, the parallels between the Houston Rockets and the Houston Texans, new coaches, new approach, uh, everything is kind of new around this team, both franchises and how they're performing. But I saw a lot of conversations centered around how the Carolina Panthers got it wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, I think what's unfair to the Houston Texans is how they just got it right. Mm. Carolina also got a new coach. Uh, Carolina got a lot of new things, a new quarterback, and they went through some of the same process the Houston Texans did. They traded up for a guy. They did a lot of the things that Houston did, Carolina did. And as of right now, I just think it's unfair to a team that's coming out of the hardships the Houston Texans have been going through the past few seasons to just kind of overlook how they just did it right. They did their homework right. They hired the right coach. They drafted the right quarterback. And I'm going to just say this, ladies and gentlemen, this is from a source that I spoke to last year. And I have a time stamp back, I believe, in December when I basically put it out there. C.J. Stroud was, if Houston had an opportunity to draft him at one or two, he was always going to be the Houston Texans' first pick at quarterback. So what I'm getting at is give this team, this franchise, some credit because we we downed them, me included, when they hired Jack Easterby, when they promoted Bill O'Brien, when they kept Jack Easterby around, when Nick Casario was brought in to be the general manager in his first couple of seasons, signing Anthony Miller, cutting Anthony Miller. Mm. Uh, a lot of the bad decisions that have been made to this point, we talked about it. We discussed it. A lot of it was disgusting to talk about. A lot of it was some things where it's kind of like boneheaded decisions. But they got it right and respect them and give them the credit as such. Now looking at the Houston Texans moving forward, how this team should no longer be viewed as a trap game. Cody, I 100% agree with that. Hmm. I believe that this team is a team that 
The aura is different. The energy is different. And if you're going to beat Houston, it's not going to be like how Buffalo beat them a couple of years ago. Mm. It's not going to be like how Philly beat them on that Thursday night primetime game, which, by the way, Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears got a primetime game or Thursday night football going on as we record right now. And I don't know how Carolina got a primetime game over Houston, but hopefully the NFL flexes that Jaguar-Houston game because that game could be something special. But this is a different team, and and and, I, and the, what makes this team so different? They won four games. The last two games that they lost, they lost by three points in each game. The amount of injuries this team has had to overcome, which has threw off a lot of how they approached the season. I think when you when you look at this team overall, the respect. The respect around the league is different. The respect around the national media is different. I can't tell you the last time Houston was in the news this much for good things. A conversation about C.J. Stroud being the MVP, that's local-level type of discussions, right? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. They got the national news talking about, national sports news talking about it, right? Is he a top-five quarterback? Is he a top-ten quarterback right now? That's local talk, but you're hearing it at the national level. And I think the reason because before that, excuse me, the reason for that is because the approach to how they are going about these games and winning these games. And now you see a trust in your quarterback. Now you see guys out there at every level, next man up. And a lot of these guys are doing a good job being the next man up. The Khalil Davises of the world, the Blake Cashman, the, who's a rookie linebacker Henry Toto who is struggling in passing downs. You know, he's been good for Houston in certain areas. MJ Stewart has played good for Houston. When he was out on the field, Eric Murray, which still shocks a lot of us that he's still on his team. But guys have been able to step up and fill in for guys. And this is just a totally different team. No no longer should Houston be viewed as a – It's okay to say it. It's okay to say it. Maybe we should – this is a real team. This is a real football team we're talking about. Mm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we move into the holiday season, this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot, amid all of those stress and changes, something to look forward to to make you feel more grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've benefited from therapy. Uh, therapy has allowed me to share some of my things in my background. It has kind of held me back a little bit, some of my trauma to get past that. And one thing that I liked about therapy is it's a safe space. There's nobody judging me. There's nobody looking at me differently. There's nobody you know, using my words and holding it against me, everything is safe. And I definitely i am an advocate of, of therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Welcome back in Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. So really quick, thank you guys for sticking around. 
if you because I've seen this comment a lot, and so I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to ask for some help. If you guys out there have any great suggestions or ideas on how I can improve my background, follow me on Twitter at John <laughs> underscore Hickman 12. Drop some of those in my DM and say, hey, man, I think maybe this will work. Maybe you should add this. I'm all open for ideas because I definitely want to see how I can improve for the year 2024. Now let's look at the YouTube comments. And I started that off by saying that because I saw it all through the YouTube comments. Uh, but this was on the CJ Stroud record-breaking day, the Monday's podcast. And my older brother actually commented, my man Avery DeWalt, 47-26, said we're playing for a for a playoff spot, and that started some good banter. Hmm. IDK, I don't know. We got a tough one next week. This is from, let's see, her name is Santisa Johnson, 758. That comment was followed up with, if we beat the Bengals next week in Ohio, C.J. Stroud should be what? MVP. Oh. That comment was followed up by, we need to beat the Jags again and actually win the games we're supposed to win. No more games like the Falcons and Panthers. Definitely agree with that comment. If, 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 if Houston beats Cincinnati, how real – is that idea of playing for that playoff spot? Oh, it's it, it def, it's no longer an idea we're playing with no more. It's okay. You're definitely in the hunt for the playoff spot. Plain and simple. And John, I I get mind blown every time we talk about this because I knew eventually when when you when you hired Coach D'Amico Ryan's, when you added in guys like Bobby Sloyd as the offensive coordinator. You brought in veterans. You go out there and draft C.J. Stroud. I knew eventually, maybe as early as 2024, we could talk about this. But now, if they beat Cincinnati, whether with or without Joe Burrow's best offensive weapons, they're 5-4, and four, and you're looking at a situation where they can be in the playoffs. Plenty First simple. First time winning five games in four years, by the way. Yeah, and, so. <laughs> and unfortunately, that means Coach D'Amico Ryan is going to surpass David Cully in the all-time win column, you know. But I just, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, but you know, no, well, he already surpassed. Already surpassed Love, right. Lovey had three right now. He tied with David Cully for four. Um, but you know, all jokes aside, man, um, that's why I think Sunday. I'm not going to consider it a must-win because there is games like the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers where I say, okay. Regardless of how fun this season has been so far, regardless of how good C.J. Stroud has looked, regardless of how good this coaching staff and everybody involved with the Houston Texans in 2023 has looked, there has been moments where where I think to myself, okay, they are still young. They are still developing. They are still trying to find themselves. However, beating Cincinnati, once again, with or without, to your point, at home. At, at home, and you guys heard me and James talk about it, how when you have a young team, a young coaching staff, that's part of the reason why you're better on your home field versus when you go away. So even if they win in Cincinnati, that's going to give them the confidence level needed in order to go on the roll and actually perform well. And that's something that might be the last check. The check that, that might be the last checkpoint that the Texans need in order to say, you know what? This team has officially moved into phase two. So it's exciting, man. Like I said, I'm not going to say Sunday is a must win, but I'll put it like this. There's a lot more for this organization to gain if they win versus if they lose. Daniel Dykes, 2098. 
I've been a fan since day one of the Texans, and this is by far the best win I've ever seen. Oh. There hasn't been a game that I've missed yet. Glory to God <laughs> for all of the praise, Daniel. Listen, I, I think it's so funny. And, and by the way, guys, a lot of y'all have given Cody and I flat for the teams that when we cut this off, we're fans of. But while we cover this team, there's no way that we're going to talk about a team where we don't come across fans. We've come across fans on the daily. We're around this. Cody's around this team every day. I'm around periodically. But watching a team that you cover struggle, it's not fun. It it's sucks. Not. It's not. And when you are directly interacting with Texans fans, you 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 kind of you, their emotions bounce off you, so you feel it drain. Like you, I've run across people whether I'm in the barbershop or wherever I'm at, and they'll see me and they'll be like, "Man, what the Texans gonna do? The past three years, what they gonna do? I've seen the sadness. I've seen what they gonna do. And so for fans now." Nobody deserves this more than y'all because hmm. I, I, I think it was draining to be a Texans fan. Y'all got to a point where y'all was not going to the games. Uh, some of y'all was only checking the score ticker for or on ESPN. And so now you guys are getting back to a talking space in the national media. And it's fun to watch Texans football again. Um Hitch 6414 says CJ is a top five quarterback in the NFL already. Richard mm. Garcia said that final drive was Mr. Stroud's hold my beer moment. And I don't think that's the best mm. one. That's yes, the best sir. One. But you know what my favorite one is? Cody? What? Oh, what is Money it? making Mitch 8518. Congratulations, John, on the new baby girl. Can mm. y'all remember a week? All each. Houston team one. I'm not. I'm not saying, but I'm saying she bringing light to the world. Hey man, Houston. Hey man, look, you sitting there with can the Rockets hat? Can she keep it going? You sitting there with the Rockets hat on? Of course, you guys see every day for what two years now. I've been rocking the, 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 the Texans hat. Baby girl got you know a combined what five and no right now. Like I don't won. know. They, the Cougars beat. <laughs> Baylor, mm-hmm. the Rockets are four and zero. So right now that's six and zero since six she's and got, since she's touched down. And I think <laughs> Houston has an opportunity. Of course, this is probably going to be a big battle for them, but I think Houston has an opportunity to win on Sunday. That'll make it seven and zero. So uh, uh, overall, guys, I think Houston is in a good space right now, a great space. And one of the most underrated comments, my man. Uh, Bel Air, the, the Trey baby. I agree with Hick about the play of the game, but my most favorite play, the tank play, was the block for the 75 yarder. The mm. small things. The small things is what m- makes this team different from the past couple of seasons. And Cody and I, we are having a blast covering it. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texas podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Give me a follow. On X, Twitter, whatever it is, at John underscore Hickman 12. And, Cody, you know what I think we should do, man? I think we should do a show, maybe Saturday. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe we should do a show just highlighting how the new of this team has helped Houston get to this point. New quarterback, new head coach, new OC, new DC, all of the things new 
which has helped Houston get to this point. I think we should do a show about that this weekend. Hey, let's get it. But as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.